Welcome, greetings, welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is a decidedly unfunny, extremely not comedic podcast about mysticism, spirituality, the esoteric, and magic. Happy Memorial Day to you and yours. Remember the troops. What are we remembering on Memorial Day? Those who fought for us? It's so complicated life. Were we just going to jump into it and talk about the esoteric significance of Memorial Day? Of death? Of armed forces? And how the divine flows through all things, including death, life, resurrection. Every day I'm reborn. What is tragedy? What is my perception of reality? Welcome. This podcast is recorded from my bed in the writer's room at Historic Building 98 in Marfa, Texas. I was smoking a rolled up herbal cigarette, non-narcotic, before recording this podcast and thinking about how traditionally I have recorded this podcast from whatever bed has held me during that time. I began recording this podcast from a bedroom that belonged to my friend Christopher Gonzalez in Yonkers, Texas. This was still when I was on the road doing comedy, and so New York was my home base. So I recorded from his daughter's bedroom when they weren't there staying with him. And then I've also recorded this podcast from a bed that I rented from a temporary residence at at New Orleans, New Orleans. You might remember some of those episodes being on mushrooms wandering through graveyards back when I used to do mushrooms. Used to do mushrooms. Everybody does mushrooms now. Not me. I guess I'm ahead of the curve. Or is that just the ego? Or is that just the disease of addiction? I was getting my tattoo touched up in El Paso a couple weeks ago. And the gentleman doing my tattoo, we were discussing the healing and enlightening qualities of the mushroom. I do think that it's possible to learn the lessons and to also move forward without them. I didn't believe in myself or really even God all that much when I used to do mushrooms. I believed in the mystery. Enough synchronicities had happened and enough strange events where I thought, well, yeah, definitely there's something else going on here. And I had never not believed in a higher power or what one might call God. 
recently I've been reconnecting, affirming, practicing conscious contact with my higher power, of which I have many. The Blessed Virgin Mary, of course, being one. That's how she presents herself, but we might also recognize her as the Great Goddess, the Great Mother, the Divine Feminine, God's wisdom, by which the world was made. The other night I was having trouble sleeping and what came to mind were bits and pieces from the rosary. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope, to thee we do cry, poor, banished, children of Eve. To thee we do send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. I've been going through a big transformation over the past couple of months involving trust, insecurity, self-centered fear. Do I say it? Doubt uncertainty, jealousy. It takes many forms and knows no bounds nor rationalizations. No, no rational explanation can take away the fear and the insecurity. My life had become unmanageable. Because I have known peace. I have known serenity. So when that unstable, shifting, sandy ground upon which my house had been built starts to waver, oh boy, I cannot get out of the thought loops, the obsession of the mind on my own. Lord have mercy. Truly, Lord have mercy. I wrote a poem. Here it is. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. I am ripped apart with such a heart that's constantly breaking. I am stable, able to sit under the sun, my spine to the tree trunk, breathing, releasing, not realizing I had been on hiatus from dying. Falling in love, I hit my head, dream in your bed, of your bed, you wrapped around me like a blanket. If I had one kiss, just one more wish, leading to another, 
I'd turn off my phone to decrease the longing I feel to be put back together. When I don't want to rush things, but the temporary fix only prolongs the suffering. Be still. Be still. Be still and heal. Listen and learn to observe the changing seasons. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. So because I have tasted serenity and I have known peace, when I start to feel uneasy, I say, halt. Pause when agitated. Stay in the solution. Stay in the solution. Do no harm. Do no harm. Do no harm. Pause when agitated. Pause before speaking. Listen. Look. Seek. And ye shall find a solution. I remembered when I had taken a course on Kemetic Orthodoxy, which is Egyptian Orthodoxy. One of the lessons in working with the dead, we learned that if one has problems in one's life, one ought to look to their relationship with the dead. So I thought about this insecurity, this lack of trust and my family ties, my ancestors. I hadn't made an offering to them in a couple of months and it was time to return to the altar and to make an offering of devotion, of love, of remembrance, a petition for help. Before I got clean and sober, before I got in recovery, I was well on my way to making my own DMT. You know the one. The God molecule. My drug of choice. To see God. I had all the ingredients. I had the lye, the lighter fluid, the pool chemicals, I had the jars and the gloves, I had the syringes, I had everything I needed except the one primary ingredient, mimosa root bark. When I lived in East Texas, there were many mimosa trees up and down the roads. But for whatever reason, I had not the courage to pull off to the side of the road and begin digging and hacking away at the roots of the tree as cars drove by. If I had been in the previous relationship I was in, I was sure that that partner would have helped me. And so, in the back of my mind, I did seek a partner who would help me. But alas... Such did not present itself. 
But what did present itself was a calling to die of myself and join a 12-step program. Another one, in fact, because I had already been in one and this one involved no longer using mood or mind-altering substance. Oh, but how would I know the divine if I wasn't ingesting I remember having a realization at one point that every time I took a pill that I was telling myself that I wasn't enough, that I needed something outside me, as if the divine light I didn't carry wherever I go. So I got clean and handed a couple of boxes of chemicals and oh lab equipment to my mother and I said can you please get rid of these things for me and not ask questions truly my gracious mother did oblige I think I had about Maybe 30 days clean at that point. I still held on to reservations. I still carried mushrooms with me and some Xanax that I hadn't yet flushed and a few pre-rolled joints that I just couldn't seem to smoke anymore before I got clean because, well, I had stopped getting high even though I was smoking weed. So when I moved here to Building 98 in Marfa, Texas, last May 2021, there was a tree in the courtyard. The tree had not yet budded its leaves, but its smooth trunk with a faint hint of pink did allure me. And so I kept a watchful eye for when the leaves did bloom. And lo and behold, my friends, lo and behold, who was this plant spirit ally in the courtyard where I live? Oh, but a mimosa tree. Yes, that missing key ingredient ha 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 so I've built this relationship with this friend the mimosa tree and have spent much time under her leaves and and I remember last summer when when the flowers bloomed the the buzzing of bees and hummingbirds above me like a like a busy city of pollination and sweetness and love I recently was reading a book on plant spirit shamanism working with plants their spirits to help us in medicinal and in magical ways. 
So the other day as I was untangling the thoughts of obsession, the fear, the unknown, I remembered that just simply being in nature is healing. And here this fragmented soul that we are bringing back together once again. I grabbed a blanket and my book and I sat under the mimosa tree with my spine to the trunk as I read. And I read about different cultures and the ways that they have healed the fragmented soul. And in Japan, one method is they'll take the patient into the forest where she wanders around and finds a tree. She sits with her back to the trunk of the tree and tells her woes to this friend and then listens for the solution for the answer, for the next step to take. And so I did. I closed the book. I closed my eyes. My spine erect to her trunk. And I poured out my woes, my heart, to this sweet, beloved mimosa tree. I said, I feel insecure. I need help to trust. And I went into some specific details that aren't necessary for this story. And then I listened. And I heard the tree with its roots exposed say to me, how deep do your roots go? You see, because the very next day was my father's birthday. He would have been 61. His name is Clinton Allen Holstein Sr. And he passed away 11 years ago, but he is well remembered and doing quite fine actually i'm in contact with him regularly in my dreams and when i go to the altar so i knew that that next day i was going to be making an offering at the altar in remembrance of my father and his birthday if one has problems in one's life one ought to look to their relationship with the dead. How deep do your roots go? The ancestors. So the next morning, I had prepared a cup of coffee and placed the offerings on the altar and Lit the candle, did the exorcism of the flame. Lit the charcoal. And sat and waited 
for the charcoal to turn white before I placed the incense on it. And as I was waiting for the charcoal, I had my eyes closed to center myself, to gather myself, to be present, open to listen. And as I waited and listened and calmed, I heard in my right ear coming from the east, I turned my head and I looked up and behold, there on my ceiling fan was a bird. I couldn't tell you what kind of bird it was other than it looked like my dad. And you shall be reassured, in fact, to know and to remember that I am clean and in recovery. In fact, I have one year, three months, and two days clean just for today. So I look up at the bird who had flown in and this had never happened in the year that I've lived here. And I said, Dad? And the bird flew in a circle and then landed back on the ceiling fan. And I said, happy birthday. And the bird flew out from my room. So then I continued to share my morning coffee, not as an offering, but I, what I do is I, I like to drink my coffee and talk with my ancestors in a very casual way after I've called them. And when I call them, I, I place the incense on, on the coal and I say to all my ancestors known and unknown. And then I say all the names of those I remember. And I pour out my heart to them. And I drink my coffee while I speak with them as if they were here with me. I check in and I tell them my woes, the trust, the insecurity, the fear, the healing, what the mimosa tree said to me. How deep do your roots go? And after I spent time with them that morning, I was going to go make breakfast. And you see, over the past couple of weeks, the only things that I've been wanting to eat are carrots, beets, and apples. And I was, I had some bread left over from sprouts in El Paso that was a croissant bread. And that sounded really nice for breakfast. I said, I'm going to have a croissant bread. For breakfast instead of carrots and then I heard one of my allies someone on my spiritual team said but carrots are roots oh roots I needed to eat roots you see the healing process 
is multi-dimensional. It involves prayer, meditation, sharing with others, going on walks, spending time in nature, connecting with spirit allies, with those of the land and the ancestors, and yes, even the food that I ingest and the quality of the water that I drink. So since then, I've been ensuring that I'm getting my roots in and that I'm doing grounding exercises, lots of yoga for grounding. Like, fuck the like, oh, I'm trying to get my ass nice. Like, like fuck the like abs, like fuck the arms, like fuck the back, like, like fuck all that. Like I'm doing root work. Like, all of that insecure, like doing yoga, like, right? It's like, this is a healing, helpful tool. And sometimes I find that, you know, I go through the motions because it does, it does make me feel better, but this whole nother dimension has opened up to me. What's the trigger? What's the lesson? What's the long game here? Mantras. We're talking about every angle. We're hitting this thing with love, with patience and kindness. Conscious contact with the higher power, with the spirit guides. I've heard it said in 12 steps that if my problems have brought me to my knees, then they've served their purpose. There but for the grace of God. You know, because as a magician, I mean, who doesn't want to throw some negative shade a little bit here and there? But I remember... The voice of Josephine McCarthy. Discernment. Every magician ought to have discernment tattooed on their forehead. Not literally, of course. But the significance of remembering that. The significance of paying attention Slow down, you mighty warrior, you divine light of God. All is well. Slow down and listen. Mantras. I trust in the process. I trust in the love. I am worthy I am enough. I trust in the process. I trust in the love. I am worthy. I am enough. I like to do that one four times since four is a number of stability. Another one I do, I vibrate with the highest frequency of love. 
I vibrate with the highest frequency of love. I vibrate with the highest frequency of love. And then another one. I got this one from Robert Anton Wilson, Prometheus Rising. Things work out even better than I expected. Things work out even better than I had planned. Hope is a muscle. And I'm paying attention and hearing that word over and over again. Hope. You see, because for so long, that fear and insecurity and these problems that I've brought on myself and that I've inherited have caused me to be really unstable. Pretty good when, you know, I'm on the path, but lo and behold, there's a whole nother layer where I didn't even know that I felt that way. But without the ego to prop me up, without drugs to take the pain away, there I am with this mess of mental patterning. And I think that's why my higher power hasn't just taken it away. That we're in it for the long run, like the slow game, like the, like, the process of undoing old patterns and creating new ones like have hope rather than fear and dread i vibrate with the highest frequency of love not today satan not today and i'm telling you these demons are incessant They are constantly trying to get me when I'm weak, trying to catch me when I'm in a vulnerable state. If I'm not taking care of myself, oh boy, I'm just, what is it? Feast for the fodder or something like that. I'm just, I'm on the outskirts of the herd and I'm just ready to get taken away as prey by these fucking demons with their demonstrations of the way that reality is so they say they say but you're so wise with such intuition surely what we're telling you is true discernment my higher power wants me to be happy joyous and free i say bless it or block it So if a person, place, or thing, situation is in my life, if my problems have brought me to my knees, then they've served their purpose. So in learning to trust, it's other people, it's myself, and it's God. And I have had complicated 
issues with this word, but today, just for today, that word God feels appropriate because I see it everywhere. And what a gift has this doubt and fear been, but to bring me to my knees to seek a solution. And now I see God in everything. Just for right now. Conscious contact with a higher power takes practice. And I tell you what, faith. You just keep doing it. It's almost like it's been three years of praying. And just now, do I see the evidence? That's faith. Praying even when you don't feel anything. Praying even whenever the demons still knock. Praying even when the prayers are not answered in my time or in the way that I think that they should be, but I keep praying. What am I going to do? Not pray? Who else would I turn to but something loving, kind? and greater than myself. The cross to bear is this life. To thee we do cry, poor, banished children of Eve. To thee we do send up our sighs mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. And the Talmud says that the highest form of wisdom is kindness. Oh, what a balm to my soul. Oh, the answer that I've been looking for when I pray for wisdom. I am reminded she is clothed in compassion. Kindness. Let them curse but you bless. I have another poem. Would that I could ignite a fire, rekindle a flame that still burns steady. How amusing is the holy guardian angel how I pray with the sunrise, 
These demons did I summon, this mind I compiled. All I want is the smoke of tobacco and kisses until I'm sick of you. I am chanting, enchanting. You love me, I love you. You love me, I love you. You love me, I love you. I gave up chasing cars, listening for wheels turning. Rotas. I release control, fighting against the wheels of fate. I speak truth when I say, I am enough. Is my time up? Glory, glory, hallelujah. I'll be so glad on the day of Pentecost, tongues flaming. But if I gain the world and have not love, I am clanging. Some of the most intense healing from counting the Omer. I vibrate at the frequency of love. I am enough. Christ at my feet as I wash his. What do I bring to the table? Intellect and a red-hot longing to connect on every level. Cold soil and wet grass under my feet with a hummingbird buzzing, breaking cycles, confronting my very worst fears. I am enough.